Welcome to the Primetime Pod presented by the Prime Wiki. Today is Friday, February 10th, 2023, and the gravity key is out. We've got uh, 1,165 gravity keys, the, the largest addition size for a key in parallel history. It's pretty cool. Yeah, super awesome. Uh, great to see. I mean, we talked about this on the first episode. Uh, it shows the incremental growth of the parallel community, whether we're talking hardcore collectors or just fans of cards in general. So awesome to see that number. Yep. And uh, they've been shipped out to everybody by now. So everybody should have a, have their gravity key if they had a pair of sets, a qualifying pair of sets. Uh, it was cool to see it in my wallet. I, I had a, an FE pair of sets. And I think Honestly, the key art just keeps getting better and better. We, we always say that about the artwork though, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just sick to have the full key set complete, uh, which is really cool. And yeah, to just see them hanging out in your wallet, it's got to be a pretty good feeling. Yep, absolutely. Um, so a couple other updates. The uh, payload was updated to include cards from PD6. So if you want to roll the dice and try to pick up some cards, uh, maybe that MP of... Uh, Lord Harf, um, get after it. Uh, and then the parallel store was announced. So gear, comics, uh, packs, which was really cool to see. Um, another sign of utility that's on the horizon. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, the store is going to be awesome. There's so much stuff I want to buy, whether it's uh, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, whatever the case may be. So yeah, really cool. Um, and I think on that video teaser that we saw on Twitter, uh, you could see that there's like Ethan USD options, which is yep. really cool. So it looks like it's going to be very multifunctional and easy for people to uh, to spend their hard-earned cash on goodies from Parallel. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, another highlight from the community, Ready Player Dow uh, had another stream. And this this week they focused on the Mar- Marcolian faction and some of the gameplay elements. So, you know, they they talked about Catherine LaPointe me in the direction of the enemy. Uh, they talked about uh, Pepe Lemieux. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was interesting. I'm a, I'm a Shroud Maxi, so that's why I give the Marcolians grief. I'm right there with you. Another Shroud Maxi. It, these are really, really good Twitch streams as well. I think we're always looking at how are we going to onboard more members to the community? How are we going to onboard Web3 gamers? And I think these uh, these Twitch streams do a really good job of giving an example of what that looks like in action. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And you get to hear from the experts, right? Um, absolutely. Which, which is a good segue to, uh, speaking of experts, so Goldie has uh, a Cathari helmet that's been decorated for hockey. Goldie, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll talk about it really quickly. Um, it's been a long process. So how it usually works is every year goalies will send off their new mask to their mask artist who will paint whatever type of design they want on it. And goalie mask art is like a really cool example of like individuality in the sport. Um, not a lot of sports have, you know, positions where you can paint your mask. Like you don't see that in football. You don't see that in baseball. Hockey goalies are really one of the unique position in sports where you can do that. So getting a mask painted is like a really big deal. It's like getting a tattoo almost. Right. Um, and for the longest time, really for the last year and a half, I'm like, man, it would be so sick to have a goalie mask with a parallel card on it. 
And it took me a few months to decide which card I wanted because I am a Shroud Maxi. But if you look at my gear, my pads are silver and baby blue. So I went with a Cathari card and I chose the Galleon Orator. One, because it's one of my favorite cards in the whole base set. And two, I just thought yep. it would look so sick on a mask. Yep. And uh, my mask artist is a longtime friend of mine. And, you know, usually those take six to eight weeks to get done. Well, this one took six months for a bunch of different reasons. <laughs> I won't get into that now, but the wait was absolutely worth it. I just got the finished photos yesterday and I'll be sharing those um, here very shortly online. So, yeah, it turned out fantastic. It's going to be so amazing to put that thing on my head and uh, take some shots with it. So, yeah, really excited to share the final photos when I get them very shortly. Can't wait. It's uh, yeah. I know you've been waiting a long time, but you know it's it's been yeoman's work getting there, and uh, hopefully it's uh, it's everything you dreamed once you have it in hand, right? Yeah, I've got a game in a few weeks. Uh, my next game's uh, near the end of February, so I'll be sure to get some action shots of the mask, you know, out there on the ice as well. But huge uh, kudos, like huge thanks, real quick to Kalos and the team for one giving me the chance to actually use card art on a goalie mask and then obviously uh sasha the artist of galleon orator you know her permission was huge in, in allowing me to use that artwork on the mask so yeah really cool process and i'm already looking at what my next mask is going to have in terms of parallel card <laughs> yes. art definitely going to be a shroud card but we'll cross that bridge next season nice we got to get we got to get video action shots of you making saves right <laughs> Uh, and then speaking of, you know, visually striking things, I uh, just want to touch real quick on uh, Hung's work the last couple of weeks. He's been putting out a lot of, of cool visuals uh, and he shared a seven day card visual visualization uh, in terms of the sales and and activity in cards. So that's been really cool to see. Yeah, his graphics are great. And I think, again, um, we're always looking at how do we get more people to understand the ecosystem and understand the game and all the different assets and some of the tweets he's put out. And those graphics are just like very simple and easy to read. They're super clean. Um, and I know he's provided some awesome graphics in the past that show like full pair of sets and all the cards that have been printed so far. So Really cool to see those come through, and it's obviously a huge, huge help to the community. Absolutely. Cool. Well, that rounds out community quick hits and uh, brings us to the the best part of the, the pod that I've been looking forward to. Um, we're actually going to do an interview today with the, the uh, exciting, the elusive, the um, excellent CL from Parallel. CL, hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. That was great. I like to know that I'm elusive. <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. How are you? <laughs> doing very well. We're happy to be talking to you. I'm happy to be here with you guys. Well, I know a lot of the community members uh, have have really kind of gotten introduced to Parallel uh, in part because of your participation in uh, Discord and voice chats. Um, so maybe we, we kind of start there where we discuss, okay, you know, what is it that you do every day uh, at Parallel? Uh, what is your so job? You guys can and, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how does that manifest for you on a daily basis? Yeah. So uh, my job at Parallel would technically be like community manager, uh, communications manager, 
um, everything that we're going to be saying to the community in official capacities, uh, either today, this week, next month, uh, we're working on making sure that we give, you know, concise and good information, but also helping in other areas. So for example, doing a lot of game testing right now with some other people, including some mods and uh, also, you know, other things that come up like uh, helping, uh, helping Oso with some stuff or helping some other people. So kind of a utility guy, happy to be everywhere in the company, but really focused on like communications and community uh, forward stuff. That's awesome. I think I think I saw that kind of live in action in New York last year at NFT NYC, um, where you were just blocking and tackling anything that was coming up left and right. Um, and and almost I almost accidentally ruined our relationship when I tried to set up a pool party at your apartment unknowingly. <laughs> you know what? I, I had since forgiven you and just forgotten about the entire thing. Uh, but now that you're bringing it back up, it's you know fresh wood again. No, it was that would have been fun, but it would have been stressful. Like it was a pretty crazy week, right? We had stuff to do every yeah. single day and big presentation. Ended up showing off the game a little bit and stuff. So yeah, it was a for parallel people. We were very uh, excited for that week, but also yeah, the added stress of a pool party. I don't know if I could have done it quite that day. <laughs> that was early days for me as a mod. It was like three months in, and I was like, oh yeah, that'd be awesome here let's get some meats let's do some barbecue that'd be fun and uh there's like an audible pause and i was like oh shit never mind never mind <laughs> it's like i think i was thinking at the time i was like i think logistically i can pull this off but you know you start to like make the mental concessions already but i appreciate you not making me go through <laughs> Well, we'll have to have you down south and then, you know, the temperature will be right and we'll we'll throw a pool party bash uh, in the southern U.S., right? Let's do it. A pair, uh, awesome. a pair of pool party. A pair of pool. Yes. Bring your floaties. Um, so uh, we know a little bit about what you do, um, but how did you come to find Parallel? What brought you into the uh, ecosystem and how did you eventually end up working for the company? Yeah, it's a it's one of those things where it's just a great story of I, can, I think the ethos of parallel really, um, just like some other early people, sort of a similar story to one that Fitch will tell. Um, actually, my brother was the first one to find it. I think it was on on Twitter, just a post about uh, PS15 in March of 2021, and he sent it to me and was like, "Hey, wh what is this?" And immediately, I, I felt the same way that others do, where I just hooked, wanted to know more info. Um, and immediately, you know, was kind of kind of into the entire thing, and it really just clicked with it being a TCG and and how NFTs were still a nascent space. So from there, I was just a community member like anyone else. And I remember on PS15, there was certain things that uh, were really really good about it, and certain things that could have you know maybe been a little bit better. So I remember my first interaction all the way back in my DMs with. Kalos was actually me giving like some some pretty critical feedback uh, on the experience and looking back, it's kind of ironic now because you know that's what I do is I take make sure to take all of your feedback in and make sure it's it's incorporated into what we do. But yeah, and from there it was just a relationship of of kind of taking this initiative to to help them wherever I could and may it be just in the community and you know that was right where Goldie was too and that's where I met Goldie and actually I have Goldie to thank for all of this because he's the one who gave me the invite to Clubhouse, uh, which is what got wow. me closer to the team. So thank you, Goldie. I owe a lot to you. Wow. I don't even remember that, to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you. But I do remember Clubhouse being the first place where I really got to learn about the people behind the idea. 
So yeah, those it was calls, it was short lived too before we went to like Discord and stuff. But it was like one or two calls where I remember us in there were listening to I believe it was Kalo speaking, and all of us were kind of like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is pretty awesome." So yeah, thank you so much. And then from there, you know, <laughs> just helping with PD PD one, and then I officially joined the team in September of 2021, and immediately started helping with like Pack Drop two and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been a fun ride so far. Yeah, that is a, that's an awesome backstory and appreciate you sharing that. Like I love OG like origin stories. I love knowing how the community came to be and all the different threads that kind of connect us all. Um, and I, I, like, I swear to God, I do not remember giving you an invite to clubhouse, <laughs> but I'm so glad that I did. Um, yeah. it's one of those things you look back and you're just like, yeah, that's so sick. Yeah, it was. And back then, like, you know, all of us were just so excited for what could be. And it was a lot of those fun stories. But yeah, it was really, really good memories. Is Clubhouse still around? Is that still a thing? <sighs> good question. I don't think so, because that was really popular before Twitter Spaces existed. And then Twitter Spaces came through. And I think that kind of put the kibosh on Clubhouse. Yep. They but. they were the ones to take to invent the tech, but not the ones to perfect mm. the tech is I think what happened there. So mm. yeah, gotcha. they are still around though. I think you can use the app. You guys want to start doing this on there? <laughs> let's get back on Clubhouse <laughs> and start chatting about Parallel. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do we it. Can, we can circle. discover the next great thing there, right? That's hey, funny. I mean, true. <laughs> So CL, I would love to know a little bit more about your gaming background. Like what got you into video games when you were younger? Was there one game that really stood out to you that had like a big impact on your creative side? Like what are some yeah. of the games that you love playing right now? Yeah, so that's, I mean, anyone who knows me in my personal life, I'm just a huge nerd and a huge gamer. I was like known as the gamer kid my whole life. I just was always that was what was fun to me. That was the most fun was just to sit down with my brother or my friends or someone and just play games. Um, I played games probably before I should have, because I believe uh, we had a Nintendo an NES original Nintendo system. And I was probably two or four or five when I was playing it and didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, but from there, I remember very vividly loving the game. It was called Bucky O'Hare. That was like my first love of a game. Um, it was a Konami game. It's a throwback. And then from there, just, really loving Nintendo games as a kid. And then I fell in love with, um, like many people did, Zelda, Ocarina of Time. And that was just like an obsession that lasted for a while. Uh, but really, it's it's just different games every year. Uh, right now, I'm a PlayStation maximalist, I would say. I, I, I do have a PC, obviously. I play a lot of PC games, but I get into some some funny conversations with the mods about how I just play console games all the time compared to PC games. But uh, yeah, right now, just to say this year and last year, um, I tried to play a lot of different games that I hadn't played. I kept getting told to play Slay the Spire, and that became one of my favorite games of last year. Um, in the same vein of like a deck building card game, Inscription. If you guys haven't played Inscription, it's one of the most incredible games that exists right now for like any sort of like card game, card building, deck building. Um, but oh, also awesome. like I like... Yeah, I like traditional games like Call of Duty, uh, specifically Search and Destroy, though. I don't want to talk about any other game mode. <laughs> and then uh, also like games, uh, Returnal is like a really good bullet hell game. And then also that game Hades that just came out last year. That's yeah, mm. really loving that. So I could talk about game. We could do a whole separate podcast about games, man. I'm, <laughs> I'll talk about them for days. I mean, I owned a 
NES system. I never remember this Bucky O'Hare game, and I'm Googling it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. I've Dude, never it's, heard it. It was a game. great platformer. It was obviously lost in the past, and it's funny because even if you emulate it, there's still like this this bug that's existed from the physical copies to the emulation where you can't get past this certain stage, which is mm. pretty funny actually. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a really, really fun game. If anyone hasn't tried it, it's you play as all these different characters and go through these levels. It's Mario esque, I guess you could say. Do they have proximity chat like in uh, call of duty? <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, no, that's where I spend my time in silence off of call of duty, but yeah. <laughs> Just to like regain your sanity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People want uh, us to do proximity chat in parallel. And it's, I, I always say like, I point to call of duty why I believe we should not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let's just leave it to them. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, so we've hit on uh, a couple of things. And for those that are listening, um, they probably are aware that parallel has had a lot of success since its inception. Like uh, one of the best known names in the space, um, has been building a lot of good, um, you know, products and, and visuals, and uh, it's it's often not a straight line to get there, though. So, um, I wanted to talk about one of the, the most challenging times that I can remember, um, and and how you kind of battled through it. And and Goldie, he had he he played a part, and so did I as a mod. But PD three, um, we look back on that as a as one of those times that was really challenging. Um, for the group and uh but we made it through so um what was it like in the trenches when we were in in pd3 yeah it was it was definitely reflecting on it is is always fun because it's it's been a little bit of time right now now since then so there's a lot to to think about but in the trenches at the time it felt like um there was a lot compared to PD2, it felt like there was a lot of people that needed answers. I remember mm-hmm. thinking that to myself, like, wow, a lot of people have questions. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, you're still parsing between if it's a support thing, if it's just a, hey, do I click this button before this button? Like, you're still trying to make sense of it, but it felt like just an overwhelming amount compared to it. And for those mm-hmm. that are maybe aren't aware, PD3 obviously had a huge amount of packs compared to PD2. So there just was a larger number of unique users that we were interacting with. So yeah, it felt very, very uh, busy immediately. And we were, we were using that ticketing tool and there were a lot of tickets that we had to, to hustle through. Right. Oh man. The, yeah. We, we were trying this. I mean, it's an awesome tool. Shouts out to, to, you know, the makers of it. It's a, it's a ticket tool that helps you with support. Right. So we can have a separate support room for each user, but we very quickly overwhelmed and broke the tool. <laughs> um, and, and I remember spending, you know, a lot of time with you guys and, and the other mods going through all of the support requests. I mean, it was, I don't want to give an exact number, but it was at least, you know, a thousand requests. Um, and we, yeah. we were taking our time with them and, you know, it took a few days, but it was what, what came out the other end was definitely worth it, but it's one of those where yeah. you, you look back and you're like, that was a, that was an experience for sure. I, I think it bonded the mods and, and the team closer together. Like, I mean, when you do do stuff like that and you go through challenging times, like you really, you see kind of the, the grit and the determination that everybody has. And, and even Goldie, I know that you were hot, like on the, you were right in the thick of hockey season. Right. But even you like pitched in and like, I think you sent us a, a gift card for DoorDash. So everybody was like hustling. He did. Right. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, it was in the midst of hockey season. I just remember trying, like I saw how much effort and work was being put into making sure those tickets were answered. And it's always so chaotic during pack drop day. Cause there's a bajillion things to get done. And I think, you know, CL has his experience being on the team and then the wardens like feel that heat a little bit because mm-hmm. you know, it's such an important day and it's such an important event. And I tried to chip in by getting a DoorDash gift card and I I mangled the whole thing because I didn't think about like, oh, everyone's in a different location and you can't just access the same card. So I tried to do a good deed and I ended up making it worse. But uh, I guess it was the thought that counted because I just saw how hard everyone was working that day. Oh, definitely. And somebody, I think whoever was the first to use it got food. So you definitely helped whoever that was out, right? Maybe it was like uh, Raw Dog or somebody. <laughs> Yeah, Somebody definitely helped. It definitely helped. No one else got anything else. And then <laughs> I tried to make up for it by getting a Starbucks gift card that everyone could use. And then that wouldn't work for people in Canada because I'm based in the US. So it's like, <laughs> no what I tried to do to help, I was just kind of making it worse. I I think I think that just illustrates kind of where the team's at, though. Like um, that's kind of the constant. And that's something I've observed just as a non uh, employee of parallel but as a moderators you know most of the time everybody's just trying to pull in the same direction and, and help out so um yeah it was really it was a great gesture goldie and and obviously um there was a lot of a lot of hours put in by the way see how many concurrent hours were you awake do you even remember it was over 30 okay it was over 24 for sure and i okay. think it was 36 where i crashed it was a it was in the middle of breakfast club i think on monday so I was yeah. up from Saturday night to Monday morning. Oh my god! And then I, I crashed at Breakfast Club. <laughs> everybody just let me sleep in Breakfast Club. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. great. Thank you, everybody. Now. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was great. But it's kind of yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm really interested too because I think there's a lot of people out there that would love to be in your position, right? Like it's such a cool yeah, opportunity. Sure. You've really embraced it what are some of like the soft skills that you think have helped that you have that have helped you in this position? Obviously it takes a lot of patience and determination and focus, but what are a few other skills that maybe you already had or you've developed, you know, during your role with parallel, um, in this position? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, you know, that's a a great point of, of just, you know, patience and, uh, I really think it's uh, determination is important as well. You'd want to stay determined and see your goals through no matter what they are. And I think a lot of it has to do with uh, approachability in general and just making sure that things are, you offer what seems to be more than other, what other spaces offer, which is a welcoming environment. I think in crypto that can, it can be lost on a lot of people, how certain, how things are, you know, really overwhelming, right? Like when you, when you're doing these things in the space. So trying to basically boil that down and make it less overwhelming. Uh, but yeah, I think you nailed it with just patience. And I think just my, I've done, I had done, you know, customer success in the past for many years. So that definitely helps, uh, as well as like educational, uh, ed tech. So educational technology. So just those things and and the things that go into that as well, definitely helped. Um, but that would be like, you know, your standard, how to, you know, any, any kid now does it right. It's how to get your parents to use technology. Right. I think we all do that really well now. And that applies to crypto in a great way that I think a lot of people overlook. So. 
Absolutely. And it takes a lot of patience. I mean, uh, just me trying to explain to my dad how to upload a picture to uh, <laughs> iCloud without him right, exactly. it across yeah. the room. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So breaking, break, even distilling it down and thinking about it those ways and then applying it to crypto, it actually does help a lot. So mm. yeah. And mm-hmm. I've always loved Parallel for being that, right? I've always felt like even before I was a team member, I was really attracted to how simple it was, even just talking to my friends that aren't you know, Web3 or crypto native. Um, it seemed to click much quicker than me explaining uh, something else on chain. That's, you know, it, it doesn't really click in the same way. So I think a lot of us probably can agree that Parallel does that really well. And we want to continue to do that really well. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so obviously you put in a lot of hours. There have been some times where you put in crazy, crazy hours, but how do you turn it off? You know, Discord, Twitter, it's all 24-7. And what do you do in your downtime? What are you up to? Obviously playing some games, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, honestly, I can only really turn it off because I do have an awesome team of moderators that are really, really great at helping me. Um, shouts out to the international mods as well, because there are hours where all of us are sleeping on the <laughs> in the Americas. So Uh, I really do appreciate everyone that helps because it helps me also unplug for a little bit. So honestly, I do have to make it an an admission though. I am a pretty hardcore lurker. Um, It may not show that I'm online, (laughs) but I'm there. Uh, So I, it may seem like I've turned it off, but yeah, I sit in econ longer than I should admit. Uh, Just reading (laughs) what everyone's saying. It's pretty great. It's pretty entertaining. But uh, the really, really the way that I, I like to look at things is I like to think about, you know, the next big thing I can do, like either a day away on a weekend or something. Um, and then mm-hmm. when I do go away, I like to actually like shut everything off, um, not be on my phone, not use social media, even if it's just for a day or a half a day or even four hours. Um, it really does help. And you feel a little bit rejuvenated when you grab the device again. So mm-hmm. even if I can only unplug for a little bit, um, it's nice too. But yeah, that and touching grass, even if it's going outside there for go. a little bit of a walk, that's nice to do every single day. So absolutely, that's a message for everybody out there listening. Please go touch <laughs> go grass. touch grass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should put a five minute advisory. Like, go touch grass right now. We'll come. We'll be back in like five minutes. Brought to you by your friendly neighborhood community manager, CL. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, well, totally just getting off topic. Um, we've had a lot of discussions about baseball. You're a big Mets fan. How are you feeling about the Mets this year? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I think the only thing I will make is an admission that other teams in our division did get better, but Mm -hmm. I think, uh, we've made some replacements to pieces we've lost that are equal or may turn out better this year. So we may see, uh, I'd be happy to perform like we did last year, hundred win season. Um, but I would like to obviously win the World Series, but I don't know if that's really going to happen this year. As a Mets fan, it's I can be really excited, but also I'm just know I'm going to get my heart broken. It just depends on what month it's going to be. So, so can it's, we say I'm excited. Possibly, I'm excited yeah. now. I won't yeah. be in July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, pitchers and catchers are reporting right, so you're cautiously optimistic. It's this is the best time of year for me as a yeah. Mets fan. I can it's tell you how we're going to win the World Series exactly. <laughs> You've got a pathway lined out. I see it. Well, and if Timmy Trumpet makes another appearance, right? Like it's got to be in the playoffs. At- it, it better not be. But if it is, it should just be like on the day that we don't make the playoffs. They just play the sad version of that song. 
Yeah, that's what it should be. But that was, yeah, that was the death knell for the Nets. Why, why don't they just bring him after the trophy gets presented, right? Like, bring him in for the parade. <laughs> he should present the trophy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the loudest trophy in. presentation in, in history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every sport should do that. Well, uh, you've been very generous with your time. We've had, we have one more question for you. And um, I think everybody probably would like to know this, but what is you, what has you most excited for Parallel in 2023? Oh, that's a great question. I'm really excited for everyone to finally get their hands on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for people to see some things that they've started to see. Uh, little glimpses of and i'm really excited for the stuff you have no idea is coming (laughs) (laughs) the redacted (laughs) yeah uh there's it's you know parallel likes work on a lot of stuff at the same time so it's it's really fun to know like you know we're gonna have a great time playing the alpha with a lot of players but at the same time there's going to be other experiences for the entire community to experience together and then there's going to be surprises along the way that you might not expect I think the first one you said the game in people's hands, right? Like people playing the game and getting to enjoy it. That's really just going to turn things uh, to a, take it things to another level. They're just going to accelerate people's excitement, enjoyment and love for parallel in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. And I think people are really going to start to understand the depth of what it can be um, because it's, you know, it's, it's one thing to watch someone else play or to, for right now for us to talk about it, but it's something completely different when you get your hands on basically on the wheel and you can do what you want. And yeah, there's a lot of different ways to go and it's going to be fun to watch everyone make those choices for themselves. Love it. Love it. And I think, um, again, just to echo what Goldie said, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Uh, we know you're super duper busy. Um, but that's, that's, you know, how everybody comes into parallel, they get help from somebody and uh, we appreciate you offering that too. So we're, we're going to do this again uh, in the future with you. We're, we're also going to do another uh, episode of the primetime pod here in the coming weeks. So uh, everybody out there, just, you know, look for that. Uh, there's going to be a lot more to cover and I'm sure in between the time that we record this and the time that we publish it, there's going to be even more uh, things to talk about. So Um, Thanks for listening. We appreciate it and uh, hope you guys have a great day. 